Welcome to another podcast of Testimonies of God in Action. Today we have with us a very special guest. Her name is Lenora Roselle. And uh, I found out about Lenora when I was at a book signing. And she came up and I found out she had written a book as well. And her story was very interesting. It centered around um, this area, which is uh, around Owen Sound. Owen anyway. Sound area. <laughs> so that's uh, where we are. So Lenora, yes. welcome. Thank you. It's a great honor to be here. Well, it's an honor to have you. So I would like to just kind of let you go ahead with your story. I know from what I read, your father had lived in this area, born in... Actually, he was born in uh, Sauble Falls area, right? I'd say in uh, Stony Creek area, in okay. that, around there. So that's fairly close to where we are, and uh, seems like he was he was in this area off and on for for quite a while. And he was. Lenora has been all over the place and wound up back here. So I'm uh, I'm. Uh, rather excited to hear what she has to say. Maybe you can tell me the first thing you think about when you think of God in action in your life or the life of your father. Well, as you already said, I've been all over the place. And I almost came to the place where I said, okay, it's time to move again. The move is on. (laughs) But over 50 some years, more than that, I'm a little older than 50. But over the last 75 years, I have lived several places. And my dad started out in this area, the neck of the woods. And when I think of God, I think, boy, what an awesome God. Because he's brought me right back to where the roots began. Right. It's the way I feel. And never dreaming I'd ever be back here. Mm -hmm. Not that I didn't want to, but no. God said, I've got a plan, and he's worked it all out, then I'm back at the beginning again. And you haven't stopped in ministry, have you? Not really, no. no. Oh, gracious, no. It, that doesn't happen, does it? No. Actually, they say, when are you retiring? I say, when I expire. Because some people thought when we were changing our vocation from pastoring full-time in northern Ontario... Mm -hmm. Well, you're all done now, so what are you going to do? You're going to be bored out of your head. I said, are you crazy? (laughs) No way. I said, what do you think? I'm going to sit in a rocking chair and wait for the undertaker. I got news for you. Mm -hmm. That's not the way we do it when we're servants of the king. Like, what's the point of us, of him leaving us here? That's right, if we're not doing anything. If we're not doing anything, right. And I think even people... That um, are have a disability right. and can't do, they can do something. That's right. Even if all they do is pray, pray that's not all. They, no. I mean, that is... I'm, I'm, that's a vital part. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I know that that's how God operates. He oh, yeah. gives us missions to do right till the day we go home. That's so. right. And then I'll be ready to go home. Oh, yes, but, me too. But not until he's done with me here. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, okay, where do I start? Oh boy. Well, as I mentioned, my dad came from this area or neck of the woods and uh, grew up in Sauble Falls area. As a teenager, oh, he tried some things that uh, 
He shared with me down the road that he didn't find really satisfying, maybe temporarily, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And there was a hunger, a longing within my dad's heart. There was something more. His grandmother used to have him sit at her feet sometimes and she'd tell him Bible stories. And his mother would share a little bit, but mm-hmm. there was still that appetite. Right. There was, there's got to be more. Yeah. And then uh, my father came to the Lord actually in Chesley, Ontario. Okay. At a uh, Baptist church. And uh, he was with them for a time. Mm-hmm. And he grew and would conduct uh, even prayer meetings and Bible studies out at Zion Church, not too far away. Okay. And I believe that one's located in Chatsworth. Dad's not here to correct me if I'm wrong. but Probably not still here. No, no. but there is a Zion Church out there. Okay. And he still had a growing hunger. Yeah. What did God want him to do? What was God calling him to? Well, God had a call on my dad's life, the same as every other person. That's right. And then led him where he felt God leading him into the ministry full time. Mm -hmm. And he had some good mentors, pastors that talked to him from the Baptist church and different avenues and said, good idea, Marshall. And he went to Toronto Bible College and uh, he didn't graduate from there. And then uh, he moved on though into got connected with the pentecostal church so how did that happen well he found he wanted more Mm -hmm. he said he still wasn't satisfied yeah and when he heard of pentecostals he figured they were hanging from the roof the rafters (laughs) coming down on the blinds and Mm -hmm. the chandeliers look out So he came away from one church where we're not open to the fullness, we'd say, of the Holy Spirit in that avenue. And the Holy Spirit spoke to the inner recesses of his heart and said, Marshall, what if they're wrong and this is right? Mm -hmm. And this was after he was just walking away from the church, crossed a bridge. I can have it memorized because I went back there on Father's Day, around down a little hill at Chesley, Mm -hmm. where a falls was coming down. He sat in a bench. He said, if it's for me, I want it. And that night, the Lord filled him with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He knew he had received from the Lord. He just knew within. Yeah. And he's given a prayer language that he did was careful, very cautious not to misuse. Right. Or abuse. Right. Yeah. Because he knew it was a gift from the Lord, not to show off. Right. Yeah. That wasn't the purpose at all. Mm -hmm. It was endowment with power from on high. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are nervous about tongues because we have seen demons speaking in tongues. Yes. But somebody said something the other day that really got me thinking. They said, the devil doesn't do anything except counterfeit what God does. Took my words right out of my mouth. For everything (laughs) real, there's a counterfeit. Yeah. And my yeah. father had to deal with those. And we have had to deal with them in our ministry. Yeah. But he knew it was real. Mm-hmm. He said, I appreciate what you've done for me here in this assembly. But now I have to move on. Mm-hmm. Were they warning him against it? Yeah, yes. Yeah. And I understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. there is, like we said, there's a there, lot of con- counterfeit. Conflict and 
The Holy Spirit is a gentleman, and I think we have to realize that he's not going to do something obnoxious or out of order. Right, exactly. He's an orderly person. Yeah. And he wants us to hit a balance there. Mm-hmm. That's why I like a balance in front of me lots of times, because not too far this way, not too yeah. far that way. Yeah. But if it's from him, I want it. If it's not, I don't. Right. Yeah. And how do you know if it's from him? You have a witness of the Holy Spirit within your heart. Mm-hmm. A little flag goes up when something is not right. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is knowing your scripture as well. Oh, right? absolutely. It's a, it's a big part. A big part. Yeah. Test the spirits. That's right. But a lot of people, if it sounds, if it looks okay, go do it. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Well, right. I'll enjoy this dessert tonight even though I just came from a pub the night before, but I'll enjoy this blessing. And tomorrow night, well, okay, I'll go back to the pub. No. There's something wrong with that. There's something wrong. He didn't ordain Bless Me Club. Absolutely. You might be used to nightclubs. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't say, come here and I'll give you a blessing. And I've seen it lots of times, and it bothers me greatly because it must hurt the Holy Spirit. Right. To know he has people who were participate in both. Yeah. And like you say, bless me club. It's about me that way, right? (laughs) Whereas the Holy Spirit is given to help us to bless others, right? That's right. And we've turned it all around. Yeah. Because people nowadays in our media being so prompt and everything, they want to be entertained. Yeah, (laughs) right. About me. Mm -hmm. We receive more from him so we can give more to others about him. Yeah. And it's so important. And sometimes I get frustrated. Mm -hmm. And I pray, well, okay, you have grace to come. When they come back to the cross, give me grace that I need to forgive them and to continue to work with them. Yeah. And no, it's... The blessing the Lord does pour out his blessing, mm-hmm. but absolutely, I, I like the way my husband puts it. When he was asked how high he preached when he spoke in one church, this is before the service, he said, don't worry about that. It's how straight I walk when I hit the ground. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. the way I feel about it. Yeah. Actions speak louder than words. Right. That's just the way I feel. That's scriptural. That's right. Okay, I'm going to have doctrinally sound. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, did he follow through? and? Uh... He, he took it by correspondence. In. Okay. He went in, took part from the Toronto Bible College and then went, took courses from uh, our college in uh, Toronto, I believe, then. Okay. He finished it then, but he went out in the ministry. Mm-hmm. And that's where he went to actually... Uh, Calumet, Quebec, not Calumet, Quebec, uh, Mattawatchin area. Now that's back of Renfrew. Okay. <laughs> I call it sort of the hillbilly country, but I love it back there. And he went back there and there he helped people in the congregation and there was a nice lady and the lady thought, okay, you're pretty nice. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder, the Lord sends you my way for a purpose? Then he went on back and he came back with an announcement. I'm getting married. Well, she said, I guess I was out of tune spiritually there. I missed the boat. 
And he was telling them he was marrying, and he carried through, married a lovely lady, Kathleen Wagner, and then he came back, pastored there a while, and she became in the family way, but complications set in. And my dad lost his wife and the little one. Two years married. How did that affect him spiritually? He felt devastated, naturally what am I going to do now? And by then, when they transported bodies back to the burial, he went on the train with his mother-in-law and his wife's body and the little one in the back. Mm. And he said, why, Lord, has this came across my path? And I've never forgotten the words that he wrote. He said, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, Marshall, I can't give this package to everybody. Mm. Well, you could have kept it, is what I'm sure he felt within. <laughs> and uh, Dad just pushed on. The head man met him at the station. And uh, for about two years, he stayed pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, lately I've been listening to people tell their testimony yes. of going to the other side. Yes, yes. And what it's like there. And... When you hear that, you want them back. Yes. Obviously, you want them back. But at the same time, you have to be happy for them. Well, it's a stepping stone. Yeah. And yeah. I've had a couple experiences where people have done a lot of, I've done a lot of palliative care and that, and they're stepping over. Yeah. Get that door open. I want to get in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Annie, <laughs> I can't get the door open. I don't have the key. He has the key. Yeah. And three words have came across over and over again. It is wonderful. Mm. And I've had dreams where people I've said, well, we miss you. Come on back. What's the matter? Come on. Get with it. Uh, We can't. We can't. The other side is far too beautiful. Yeah. And I thought when I was losing my father, these are a few years down the road, and he was saying it's beautiful. I thought, okay, well, I can ask you. I said, Dad, what's so beautiful? What are you seeing? You know the answer I got is? You'll find out when you get there. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Here I it? thought I was <laughs> 10 steps ahead. I wasn't. Yeah. But I really don't think our finite minds could comprehend mm-hmm. what he has available for us. Yeah. yeah. So it is a stepping home. And, for and a person can't explain it. There's no, no way. No, no, yeah. No. So... It was hard on your father. It was hard on him, definitely. Yeah. And then my mom, just to comfort him, sent him a card, a little note. Yeah. Well, this is two years later, and the card developed into something a little bit more and a little bit more. Uh Well, you know the story. (laughs) We watched enough television (laughs) and Hallmark movies, and they connected. So her, her initial... Feeling that the oh, yeah yeah it was, was right right yeah you can't tell a woman she's wrong <laughs> and so she was graduating from Eastern Pentecostal Bible College or it was Toronto Bible College then okay and so she dad had helped her get in there because she was interested in going to Bible College right so then she graduated one night and they were married the next night she didn't waste time. <laughs> She, I think she thought, I'm not letting them get away again. <laughs> right. 
it just shows the hand of God again. Yeah. On all this. Yeah. And how he worked things out. Then mm-hmm. they pastored Pioneer Works largely. Okay. Including Collingwood. All right. What uh, what church in Collingwood? Pentecostals Church. Okay. Yeah. So were you born in Collingwood? No, or, no I was you're born, born in Smith Falls. Okay. And I my dad pastored in Bracebridge and Listwell before that. All right. Yeah. Then moved to Collingwood. Yeah. And I went to public school and high, high school there. Now, you had some struggles of your own, didn't oh, you? Oh, I did. Yeah. Do you uh, feel when, like yeah, mentioning sure, them? Yeah, no or, problem. Yeah. When I was about 13, I started to pass out, just go blank for a while, and they didn't understand at the time what was happening. I figured they thought I was just pay, not paying attention, which would have been normal. I or go da- blank a lot, too. Yeah, and, or daydreaming, <laughs> whatever. And then finally they got concerned and took me to the doctor Mm -hmm. and uh, discovered that there was a scar on the tissue of the brain that had been an injury from my mother had had a hard time to backtrack a little bit with my birth as well. And they had to use forceps and they said they scratched the tissue. And so it was devastating for both my mom and dad. My mom could have put a hard front up. Yeah. But I can still remember the de- time when the final diagnosis came, that it was petty mal that I was suffering from. And at that time, epilepsy was a taboo subject. You had a few loose marbles, a few other things wrong with you. Or it was all the evil spirits. Evil spirits. Yeah. And uh, thank goodness my dad had a good sound teaching right. on that yeah. issue. Yeah. So... They had to first, of course, check for tumors and all this, but then they said, no, this is what it is. Right. But dad, as back, my dad came up and he said, they've diagnosed her with epilepsy and he couldn't finish his supper that night. Mm. And he said, walk past my chair. There was a tear rolled down his face. And I I knew it had hit him pretty hard because they had wanted more children and couldn't have them. They had one. Don't say it. It's one of those spoiled brats. But anyway, God saw me through. They had to get you regulated on this and this and this. And then you're doped up too much. You got too much in you. So it was a rough time. So you were in a situation, your family was in a situation where they believed in healing, right? Absolutely. Did this cause struggle? Oh, dad prayed and and prayed and prayed. And my mother prayed. Many people were praying. But then, like the Apostle Paul, my dad said, I feel this may be a thorn in the flesh. She's been given for a purpose. Yeah. And when he accepted it, it's not that God couldn't have reached forth his hand and touched me like that. Yeah. And removed it never to occur again. Right. But sometimes God allows things part of our molding. Exactly. And making more like him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he didn't go through his life. Jesus did not go through his life without any problems. Oh, no, no, no. Gracious, no. Right. And I feel a lot of these things have helped me to yeah. understand and to have a passion for those hurting, those in sickness. Right. Even where one little girl when we're up north was going into convulsion after convulsion, and you're able to share and say, I know what she's going through right, to a certain extent. Yeah. We're not, we're there at, but still it encourages them because we can have empathy 
Yes. More for a person that, when I've walked in the shoes yeah. than just looked at the shoes. Right. It makes a difference. Yeah. And I have thanked the Lord for that little nuisance, I'd say, or I wouldn't even call it a sickness with myself. And right. the Lord, however, in his finite and sovereign plan, even when I was to meet my husband, I did feel a bit intimidated, not because of him necessarily, but mm. because of the physical problem. Yeah. So yeah. I was in my third year, if I just jump ahead a little okay. bit. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, and my third year, and he was in his first year. And I had met him. This fella came over to me and said, what are you eating supper with him for? Eat with the best-looking guy in the campus. <laughs> and, and you say you're shy. Are you crazy? <laughs> Strangest-looking shy person I ever found. He's sitting right here, but he doesn't want to be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> and that night I sat down at the piano. We just started singing gospel songs. Well, I went out with him that night, and I guess I've been going with him ever since. Mm. But we still... The fact when I realized he was getting serious, I said, uh, you better go find somebody else. Because of your own... I felt nobody would want me, like because of mm. the physical yeah. affliction yeah. or nuisance. And uh, he said, why? And I said, well, I have a little physical problem. He said, I know. <laughs> well, don't be so nonchalant about it. It's not a piece of dust in my hair. And... Uh, Anyway, he said, I'm acquainted with it in his family. Oh. He saw me taking my medication, recognized the pill. Okay. So he knew what was involved. Mm. But what I'm saying is, what an awesome God and a sovereign God to see all that. How many years ago before I ever went to Bible college? Right, yeah. That's the way and the God we serve. Yeah. The fine detail. Yeah. Every itty-bitty corner. And you know, you never know. You may have married somebody else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you hadn't had that problem. That's right. First, yeah. and you would have missed out on it. Uh, Fifty-three years. The most handsome guy there, right? That's right. That's right. I should. Li uh, he was right there. Yeah. He was. Yeah. There. I did like his wavy hair. But uh, no, God has been good to us. Mm-hmm. And good to my parents, and they retired in the London area after mm -hmm. Collingwood. Okay. And uh, by then I was off to Bible College right. in Peterborough, Yeah. where I met my husband. And then you feel I'm going to go out and turn the world upside down. Mm-hmm. We've got it all under, we're all set, yeah. ready to roll. I was away, um, made aware of a few awakening calls. Mm-hmm. My mother made a statement to me not to discourage me on the will of God or anything. If you can ever do anything and be contented and happy and at peace within your heart, do it. And I thought, some encouragement you are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she was saying, do something else, is what she was saying. Rather than taking pastorage. I can understand that. <laughs> and, uh, well, I understand. I've been, I've been a pastor's wife for a little bit. Okay, and, so it took yeah. me a little while to... Uh, catch on because they didn't discuss church problems in front of me and I'm very grateful for that. Right. Because I've seen too many children turn right off. Okay. Because but yeah. they weren't discussing Mrs. Brown over the kitchen table. Right. That's good. The only thing I knew is when a head man came around there must be something they had to talk to oh, my dad and the yes. about. But that was it. Yeah. And that was as far and I appreciate that. 
We are running out of time for this week's program. So we're going to cut this interview in half and we're going to continue on with it next week. I believe we'll put it on the week following. So we're going to just say goodbye for now and uh, we will we will talk to you again.